culture and are simply called ambition. Someone once asked a millionaire, how much money does it take for a rich man to be satisfied? He answered, just one million more than what I've got. Once again, we have a loved one who is very close to us, who has all that money can buy. Yet he has strived for 22 years and is still striving to become rich. He will never be content. We continue to pray for him that he will come to know Jesus. Paul had the right idea. He said in his letter to the Philippians, I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. So, we boldly say, the Lord is my helper. Real contentment comes only when we trust in God to meet our need and to be our security. It is amazing that we are often more likely to put security and find contentment in things far less reliable and secure than God himself. Hebrews 13.7 tells us, Appreciate your pastoral leaders who gave you the word of God. Take a good look at the way they live and let their faithfulness instruct you as well as their truthfulness. This verse reminds us that we must recognize and follow godly leaders in the body of of Christ. Leadership that is shown to be legitimate by faithfulness to the word of God and by godly conduct. We are really blessed that God has placed Barry and Kelly in our family. The word of God is reaching new hearts. People are coming to faith. There is an expectation of great things happening. Such leaders should be recognized and followed. Just as much as the church needs godly leaders, it also needs godly followers. There should be a consistency that runs through it all. For Jesus doesn't change. Yesterday, today, tomorrow, he's always totally himself. God doesn't change over ages, so neither does Jesus. His unchanging nature provides a measure for all Christians' conduct, practically particularly sorry particularly in words and in worship at the beginning of today i mentioned our church's vision inviting people growing lives shining christ god gives each of us individual missions 
There are lots of mission statements in this world, but few institutions or people that have them rarely live up to them. They are ideals to strive for. All that the Father gave Jesus to do, he has done. May we strive for that goal. Just as Jesus prays specifically for the 11 disciples who were with him on that final night, his prayers are now targeted on us. He has not left us in this world alone with a message to tell and no support to tell it with. He is not just a heavenly observer. He is an active participant in the work he instigated. If ever we feel weak or alone in the work to which God has called us, we can turn to John 17 and read Jesus' prayer. It is a prayer for us. And the Son of God does not have unanswered prayers. His will is one with the Father. If you belong to the Father through faith in Jesus, he is praying for you even now. The Bible tells us that after Jesus spoke these words, he looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son so that the Son may glorify you. Since you have given him authority over all the people to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I have brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. So now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had in the presence before the world existed. I have made your name known to those whom you gave me from the world. They are yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. I am not asking you to take them out of the world, but I ask you to protect them from the evil one. Jesus himself prayed for us. But Jesus' declaration is that his mission statement has become reality. He has lived up to it. All that the Father gave him to do, he has done. Jesus did not preach to everyone in the world. He did not heal everyone. He, did not, he didn't try to do more than he was assigned in fact, many times he left in search of solitude, even while needy people were clamoring for his attention. He didn't respond positively to every request that came to him. He didn't stay busy for busyness sake. When he ascended into heaven, there was still much work to be done, and there is still much work remaining today. But Jesus focused on the work that God had given him to do. 
How do we know what God wants us to do? God has his own unique way of telling you. I was standing in church one day, waiting for the last hymn to be sung, and saying to myself, this minister has quite good sermons, but he never finishes them off properly. And God spoke to me and said, if you think you can do something better, do something about it. That was a challenge. A few months later, I enrolled at the Adelaide College of Divinity, studying to be a lay preacher. If you don't know what God wants you to do, just ask him to show you. Jesus focused on the work that God had given him to do, and he accomplished it. He didn't stray from his mission. It is no wonder that at the end of Jesus' earthly ministry, this is his prayer. He wants us to be with him, to see his glory, and to understand the love between the Father and the Son which through him extends to us. This world is not about us and our welfare. It's about him and his glory. One day we will approach the end of our lives and we will stand before our Heavenly Father. We all would like to be able to say, I have brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. So, is Jesus our model as we seek the will of God to minister in this world? It would be great if we could echo those words, those words at our life's end. It will not mean that we were everything everyone else wanted us to be. It will not mean that we worked so hard that we we are sure we managed to accomplish God's will somewhere in all our activity, although we're not sure when. It will not mean that we addressed every situation for which we felt sympathy or gave to every organization or ministry that said they needed financial support. It will simply mean that we discerned God's will for our lives and devoted ourselves to it. As I stand here looking out at all of you, there is no way that I can tell who of you have got a personal relationship with Jesus. There are only two people who know that, Jesus and you. You wouldn't be in this church this morning if you weren't wanting to know something about Jesus. If you want that absolute certainty that if you were to die tonight, you would wake up in heaven, Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, 
I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. Jesus wants desperately to be part of your life, but he's waiting for you to invite him in. Amen.